And I understood because they're taking out so many elements of the original one. I'm like, well, obviously they'd have to add other things in to make it iconic in its own way. But I was just so excited because the story of Mulan, like who Mulan is, is just such a a symbol of strength and power for so many people. And so many people love Mulan, the movie itself, everything about it. So I was excited to see what was gonna happen. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Welcome back to Spillin' Dis Tea. I'm Sakura. And I'm Brayden. And today we're talking about Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sure are. Yep. This is our long-awaited Mulan review. We planned to do this in March. And we had a bunch of episodes like lined out because we were expecting to see it. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything <laughs> happened <laughs> Okay, hey guys, welcome back to Spillin' Dis Tea, the podcast where we sip and spill on all things Disney. If this is your first time listening, welcome, grab yourself a cup of tea, and get ready to dive into the world of Disney with us. Let's dive in. So, what are you drinking today, Brayden? What are you sipping on? I'm drinking some matcha green tea. It's my fave. Out of a not Disney mug? Yeah, honestly, I what just, is going on? I wanted to maximize my tea cons- consumption, <laughs> and my Disney mugs are very small compared to this mug. Yeah, I need to get so, you a Baymax. Yeah, I need a Baymax <laughs> mug. I want one so bad. What are you drinking? I'm drinking. What is this called? Orange Pico. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I know? <laughs> need a little bit of caffeine in me, so yeah. Yep. So what have you been up to the last week or so? Um, I started school again. Ooh. So there's that. That's fun. Um, I'm ready to finish up this last semester and be done because school has just been dragging on for a very long time. Um, but I'm happy and I'm excited. I feel really recharged from the summer of like quarantine, basically. Why are you laughing? Recharged. <laughs> I feel very recharged. Stop. What's wrong with that? Re- Is that, am I not saying the right word? I feel very recharged. Not recharged. <laughs> you know, you say however you want to say it. Don't let me cramp your style, man. That is not how I said it. I feel very recharged from the summer of quarantine and just... You know, being forced to be inside and not doing a whole lot. Yeah. So, ready to tackle this last semester, get my degree, get going. What about you? What have you been up to? Just working a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just making, like, edits and writing, recording, taking the cat to the vets, you know, <laughs> the usual. The huge, the huge. Yeah, nothing too exciting. Yeah, I guess the most exciting thing... The most interesting, eventful thing that has happened in the last week or so is Mulan's come out. Yeah. There's not really any news to report on yeah. or anything. Disney's pretty quiet this week. I think it's because the numbers <laughs> are probably really bad. <laughs> For Mulan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of a little sneak peek <laughs> into <laughs> a review. Yeah. Let's kind of skip into our Steve of the Day then. 
Yeah. Um, um, so I just wanted to talk about just the way that Mulan was released. It was a totally new feature on Disney Plus, which is the premiere access, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of cool, especially because in a lot of places you cannot or it's unsafe to go to the theater. Um, a lot of people were kind of upset about the the price. It was twenty nine ninety nine American um, to unlock Mulan, and that means you can watch it as many times as you want, and you have it forever. And then in December is when it will be available to the general public with your Disney Plus subscription. So you had to pay that to watch it. First of all, what do you think about the feature, and like, what do you think about the cost? Because I think some people have differing um, opinions. So I'd like to hear your thoughts first. Yeah, so I think the feature is really interesting. I really hope it's not a business model that Disney intends to continue with for a while because I don't think it's worth it for the price point. The way I think about it is that it's, you know, let's say like 30, it's $30, 30 American to, you know, access or have premier access. That's about the price of like, like a movie when it comes out on DVD first. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like getting the DVD, I guess. But it's like, you don't know if you're going to like the movie or not. Mm -hmm. So what if you buy it, watch it once? That's not worth it now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's not a return button, which we tragically learned. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I think it depends on who's watching the movie because I think a lot of Disney Plus subscribers are families. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I'm a parent with my spouse and two kids, I think $29.99 to watch a movie at home um, it's probably a lot cheap. Well, it is a lot cheaper than going to the cinema. Yeah. But a lot of people, I think, like, there's a lot of, you know, students, young adults that want to watch Mulan, and you're one person paying $30 to watch a movie as opposed to 12 13 whatever the ticket price is. That's what's here in Canada. I don't know what it is <laughs> in the States. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a tough sell for some people. And like you said, you don't know if you'll like it. A lot of people are already willing to wait until a movie comes out of theaters. So they don't have to pay to see it in theaters. So if people, since Disney was like, oh, by the way, it's going to be free in December. Like Like a couple of months. That's not even a long wait. You know, usually speaking, when movies come out of theaters, it's months and months and months before they get onto a streaming platform. Yeah. So like this is kind of like an easy giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. And like the silver lining of this business model is that Disney gets... 100% 100% of the profits as opposed to if they were going to release it on iTunes or um, yeah. another service. But then again, how many people are going to be paying it? Um, I personally found just like the whole setup of it was really nice because I was at work when we were like going to watch Mulan. We had like people over and stuff. And it was like one of those, like it was really easy to buy it, it which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but <laughs> it was just very quick, very easy. And then it's unlocked. And I'm curious because Bob Chapek, who's the CEO of Disney, said that they're not planning on making this like a future business model for other releases. They just kind of have it as like a unique thing for Mulan. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see Black Widow like get this treatment because theaters, I don't, I'm, I really don't think theaters are going to be open in November or if they're open, like, I don't think anyone's going to be profitable. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I think it's just. I don't know, if they lose a lot of money on Mulan, they probably won't want to do it. But then if we keep pushing these movies back, like, What's we're gonna never going to see Raya. 
Like, I just want to see that movie. It's all I care about right now. Yeah, I know. It's honestly insane the way, you know, the entire movie industry has to just rework everything. I have a, a, a theory that Disney started COVID because they needed more time to work on Raya. But <laughs> in the process, they didn't realize that they were screwing over themselves. <laughs> Anyways, they're like, or maybe they knew all these movies were bad, anyways, and they were like, whatever, let's just scrap them. Like, (laughs) so from in my humble opinion, the movies that we kind of got, like, because they sort of did a similar thing with Onward, except for there wasn't a premiere access, it was just put on like a few weeks after. Yeah, in my opinion, and you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. If you love both of those movies, you know, good for you. (laughs) But I think both of those seem like very like streaming worthy content you know what i mean like yeah. if onward was released as like a straight to streaming movie i'd be like okay like <laughs> i'm kind of same with mulan but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more i think um disney was gonna kind of use this as their experiment like their guinea pig yeah to see i mean you know it's a speculation of course but to see if this would be a good business model to implement going forward but now it's kind of like tainted because of all the controversy and everything yeah let's let's get into that (laughs) oh gosh honestly that on its own before we watched it like the morning of i had seen a couple posts somewhere saying like boycott mulan i was like oh my goodness like this movie just came out what is going on like how does this already have controversy so essentially disney filmed mulan in the chinese province xinjiang where they're estimated about a million uyghurs who are being held in concentration camps now this is something that I've heard about for a while. It's starting to get some some air and action in the media. And now to figure out or to see that Disney is associated with such thing is not, 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 it's very surprising. It's not a good look. That's not, for sure. a, not at all, <laughs> you know? And then on top of that, there's a lot of talk that the lead actress in Mulan, Yifei Lu, is in support of the pro- of the Hong Kong police and the everything that they've got going on right now. Like it's just insane. I, I remember hearing about that like long before the movie came out. And already then I was like, okay, but I think they, they managed to sort of like I don't know, they managed to take care of that somehow. Yeah. But then it came back and it was like, yeah, no, it's out. Like there's no yeah. sweeping that under the rug, Disney. Sorry. Yeah. So already with what was a mediocre movie with very bad press, all in all, this can't, you know, be a good reflection on Disney Premier Access for Mulan being their bane. Reflection, need to get Christine out here, sing a couple bars to you. (laughs) Get your ass Oh, she did. (laughs) She sure did in the end credits. The interesting thing about Mulan is that it ran its ad campaign by March because it was coming out in March. Yeah. So they kind of had to like redo everything. I'm really curious, even if this movie was objectively good, <laughs> I wonder if it would still kind of get like that meh response because we've been waiting on it for so long. It's kind of, I don't know, we've been promised it for so long at this point that yeah. it's... I don't know. I'd be curious. Yeah. I mean, I think so because I started hearing about this stuff before we even watched the movie, Mm -hmm. which was the day of. So. Yeah. So it's definitely not a good look to have 
to have that type of thing associated with your film. I think it's definitely, I mean, Mulan, I feel like was already gonna take a hit financially. Yeah. I can see it even more so now. Yeah. All right, let's get into the main discussion then. Okay. Um, essentially, we're going to go into Mulan, but also talk about the original Mulan. Yeah. The, the so 98 classic. We, if you couldn't tell already, we don't love this movie and we wanted to make sure this discussion wasn't totally negative because, <laughs> you know, we don't want to be negative all the time. I feel like you cannot not compare the two. They, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this movie relies so heavily on the fact that you've seen the original Mulan mm-hmm. and it references it and it's, it's, yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's a good complimentary. Yeah, I think so too. So let's start off with some of like the hype surrounding it. I yeah, guess. there was so much hype yeah. for the film. And honestly, that's how they get you. Because I thought like the way that they were marketing Mulan and the way that they were kind of depicting how the film was going to come about, I thought, wow, Disney is doing something completely brand new. They're going to put more time and energy into this live action. Like it's not, and I understood because they're taking out so many elements of the original one. I'm like, well, obviously they'd have to add other things in to make it iconic in its own way. But I was just so excited because the story of Mulan, like who Mulan is, is just such a a symbol of strength and power for so many people. And so many people love Mulan, the movie itself, everything about it. So I was excited to see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> you know? The, the trailers made it look so good. Yeah. And I it really looked like they were doing something totally new, especially because we... I think well, the last live action we saw theatrically was Lion King. And one of the main problems we had with that one was how much it was alike the original. Yeah. Um, like the shots, everything. So I was looking forward to Mulan doing something new, which to its credit, it does do some new things, but I feel like it takes out more than it adds in. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it, it really, like I was expecting, like Mulan, it looked like, it looked like we're, you know that Mulan poster, like from the original film? And it's like red and black. Yeah. And she's like on the horse. Yeah. And like, like, I don't think the animated film really evokes that, maybe in some scenes, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I love Mulan. But I was thinking like, this movie looked like it was going to be that. Like it looked like it was going to exactly. be this hardcore, like action, gritty, um, like epic film. And, and it, it just, wasn't. It wasn't. It really wasn't. It wasn't. And honestly speaking, I have lost all hope for any Disney live action film moving forward because I had, I let my expectations be so high for this movie because they did a damn good job with the marketing. Yeah. And it just, it did not replicate the same energy that their marketing had. Yep. that the trailers had it just wasn't the same yeah at all and we all got duped well in my opinion yeah. <laughs> anyways if you enjoyed it you didn't get duped i guess but in our humble opinions <laughs> we were duped yeah we'll get into why the soon, thing too but... is people really like it that's the thing i've seen some like i'm not saying everyone really likes it but the people there are people that love this movie that I've seen yeah, and there are also it. people that love The Lion King. I just don't understand it. <laughs> I guess there's just like a market for 
I don't know. I guess some. That is true. I remember hearing that people like the Lion King, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know. I, I of course you know everyone's taste palette is different, yeah. but guess what we were looking for in the film wasn't there. Yeah, you know what we were hoping is that Disney was really going to break the mold on their live actions and really start to dive in and explore the world in a different way and they didn't do that so in that sense it was a disappointment yeah yeah i agree i'm sure it's it's just for pure entertainment value it's great but just not 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 what i want yeah i definitely had a fun time watching it for sure but it's not something that um i'm dying to watch again exactly that's another thing with live action remakes is that you know you have the first watch and it's kind of like okay like that was it wasn't awful but it wasn't great because you have that taste in your mouth you don't really want to rewatch it again so like the rewatch ability that these movies have is so low Mm -hmm. that you know, is, is it worth it for Disney to keep making these movies that people just don't want to rewatch? Are people rewatching these? But the these? thing is, they make so much money. I mean, this like is they, a good They example, make all the but... money initially, but like if they put that time and effort to make films that people will continue to purchase from, like it's kind of like they, they're like kind of boom, like they just make a bunch of money off this movie and then it just moves on. I think that's the whole point for them though. I, d- I they're, guess. They, they're not putting the effort in because the brand they're is lazy. so recognizable. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's Beauty and the Beast. Like you loved it then, you'll love it now. Yeah. And you know, now we're adding in all these different elements to make I it more know realistic. Who pitched this idea <laughs> to Disney. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the thing is, you look at like Beauty and the Beast 2017. Um, and has it really like stood the test of time? I'm going to say probably not. Like there are people that enjoy it and that watch it sometimes, I guess. But in terms of like the general populace, like the original 1991 film is what stands out. Yeah. Anyway, we're diving really deep into this. If y'all want to (laughs) hear our opinions on the live action adaptations that Disney has done in that whole trend, um, we actually have an episode based on that. So definitely check it out. Um, episode two episode two (laughs) one good thing i want to say before we get into the movie um there are like some little you know i want to sprinkle some little positive anecdotes throughout this podcast (laughs) nikki caro she is the second female director sole director hired by disney to direct a film with a budget over 100 million dollars first one was ava duvernay for a wrinkle in time Wrinkle in Time has had a budget of over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my goodness. It probably went to pay Oprah. <laughs> probably. Oh my gosh. Okay. So essentially how we want to go through this is we've got a bunch of different elements and things that stood out to us between the animated version and the live action version. We kind of want to go through them and like compare contrast see how disney changed things up see what elements they took out and that sort of thing okay i guess we can like let's start at the beginning the beginning the beginning of time no i'm kidding (laughs) um i really liked that the castle was the shanghai disneyland castle yeah i thought that was kind of i knew they were gonna do something because they always change it up yeah so that's probably my favorite part of the (laughs) movie (laughs) that was cool (laughs) Oh man, that's sad. It was. It is beautiful though. I love that they always have a little 
something different for every castle. Yeah. So then now with this new Mulan, they've introduced the idea of chi. Chi. What is chi? We don't really know because what the movie fails to do is explain what chi is. All they do is say all these things that chi can do, who might have chi, who isn't supposed to have chi, who is supposed to have chi, but they never say what chi is. At first, you kind of have this assumption that chi is like this force or just like a like something within you that you can, you know, summon or I don't know, man, like... Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like an overall... It's Yeah, it's basically the force from Like Star the Wars. force, yeah, I guess that's good enough to explain it. And then you find out that, you know, Chi is also kind of like magic now because men's are running up the sides of walls because <laughs> yeah. they can just defy gravity now. And then the witch has Chi and she has so much Chi that she can turn into a bird. I don't know what Chi is. I'm so confused. Yeah. The thing is like... A movie should, I feel like it should set up, like, the idea of chi, and, like, like it should educate you on its, like, rules of magic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because definitely, like, I'm not saying I'm a chi expert, but I know that, like, chi in our real world doesn't let you fly up walls, or at least that I know of. Um, so it's really interesting that they kind of just, like, were like, oh yeah, chi exists, and Mulan is chi. And like hide your chi, like hide your power. Yeah, did some Elsa a shit. A lot, of, yeah. Okay, Elsa energy, like yeah. literally. And Which another- I didn't like. I didn't like that she's all the, like she's. I mean, first of all, the shot of her on the roof and like falling down. The editing is horrible. <laughs> the effects, I, I just they're so bad. And she's all like, you know, like flipping her baton, and she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And it kind I don't of know. under it, 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 it takes away because Mulan in the original film, she's you know, she's like athletic and she's like whatever, but when she goes to the military, she's not like super skilled. Like she has to learn how to become that. Yeah. Um and like use her brain and her muscle to kind of like compete, which is like a realistic Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like what drives her to go to war is the fact that her father is so ill he's like dying and he's injured he can't fight and she just loves her father so much that you know she doesn't care about honor or whatever she wants to save her father mm-hmm. whereas in this one it's kind of like mulan's like this chosen one who just i don't know like i don't get that same sense of di- that same dynamic that she has with her father in the, in the animated movie in this live action because it kind of seems like she goes off to war for herself yeah which like okay but it's not like you can't not compare them you know the scenes don't hold weight and like the matchmaker scene for example in the original film when it like it's funny and it's comedic and you know Mm -hmm. you laugh and stuff but when it ends you transition into reflection and you see mulan's like shame and, like, you really feel for her. And in this yeah. movie, it's just, like, totally played off for laughs. And then right away, the military comes in to recruit people. Yeah. It's like we don't have time to breathe in these films. They just, like, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the matchmaker scene made no sense because it wasn't her fault. It was a spider. Also, why didn't she just tell or tell them that there was a spider? Yeah. But, you know, the plot needs to... <laughs> 
the plot will find a way. Like, it's no the matter sister's what. fault because the sister screamed like a maniac. Yeah. What I will say, though, is that the scene what they had where it was, like, her getting ready for the matchmaker. Oh, I kind of, like, like, I liked how they did that and how yeah. they had, like, another a little take on honor to us all. And that was really cute. I really liked how they did that. And mm-hmm. that made me hopeful for the rest of the movie because I was, like, if they found a creative way to still kind of have this music and not have it be a musical, mm-hmm. like, if they keep doing that, awesome. They didn't do that again. So... Yeah. I just, I gotta give props to this one scene because they did that nicely in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into Mulan. Let's compare the Mulans. Fa Mulan versus Hua Mulan. Obviously, I have a high preference for Fa Mulan. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know why, but with with the new Mulan, I didn't feel the same connection that I had with the original one. Like, at all. I don't know... If it's the character or if it's the actress, mm-hmm. but it's just, it doesn't hit the way that Fa Mulan hits. You know, she has a much brighter character. She has, she has more expressions, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they have these like little quips and scenes where they try to make the, the live action Mulan be like funny and, you know, kind of quirky and she can tell a joke, you know, but it, it doesn't really fit. It doesn't. Yeah, it has. I think this movie has a big tonal problem. Yeah. The thing is, the original Mulan struggles, and, you know, she doesn't get it on the first try, and she has, like, a tough time competing with, like, the men in the army. Yeah. But, like, eventually she gets it because she finds a different way to do it and to, like, work with, like, the strengths that she does have. Mm-hmm. Whereas this Mulan, I feel like just, like, because she has such strong chi... She just, like, she's just holding it back, and all she has to do is be like, yeah, I'm a woman, like, I'm yeah. Mulan, live her truth, which I could see what they were doing with that arc, and I, I liked that, you know, um, but it just didn't, like, you can't, like, the thing is, she, they're, they're making it seem like she is at fault for disguising herself as a man, when we should be thinking she is so noble and brave for doing something like this, because she's doing it for her father, yeah. But in this film, it's it's more like, no, she shouldn't be doing this. This is bad. And then we're supposed to be like, yes, go Mulan when she, like, takes off her armor, which is really dumb. <laughs> I don't know why she <laughs> took off her armor. And, like, you know, undoes her hair and stuff like that. And, like, I could feel what they were trying to do, and I was kind of, like, for it, you know? But then I'm like, no, they're going to kill you. Like, why are you doing this? It doesn't make sense. It's not true to plot, you know? Like, the thing is that Disney always sprinkles a little bit of their fairy dust on things and makes it a little stupid. Because why did she take off her armor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't necessary, you know? Like, I Gotta understand. Dolls, man. Like, you know, and even when, you know, she didn't have to pull down, like, a high pony, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or a braid, like something like, I don't understand why girls always think they can fight with their hair down. No, you can't. Stop. And then I think it's fair to also kind of compare Ping and June. Yeah. Yeah. Ping has the advantage of being animated so they can, (laughs) like, they literally changed, like, the design a bit from Mulan to Ping. Yeah. I don't know. Then with June, I'm sorry, you weren't fooling anyone, Mulan. (laughs) Like, you still look like a girl. Yeah. Like, very, very petite stature. Like, your face, you have feminine features. I think with what they were working with, though, they did a good job. 
Yeah. That was as much as a, of a man as she was going to look like. Yeah. Realistically, anyways, given what she would have been given at that time. I feel like they definitely missed out on having a really good Mulan's decision-esque scene in this film because that's what I was... I was excited for that. I was like, that could be so amazing. Mm-hmm. And they just totally... And I know why they cut... Um, why they cut out her cutting her hair, which is fair, but I feel like they still could have had a scene without that element in it, and it still could have been as impactful as the original. Yeah, see, And all we get is her turning around with her helmet. I know. The thing is, is that scene is so iconic. Like, yeah. was her, between her, you know, getting, taking out the sword, cutting her hair, getting the armor, leaving the, taking the scroll and leaving her clip, and, like, the score for that is fantastic, too, and mm-hmm. just, like, it's a thunderstorm, and she rides off with Khan, and her parents find her, and she's gone, and, like, you know, her dad falls to the, it's so dramatic, yeah. you know, and then with this movie, she turns around, and she's gone. Yeah. And she, that's it. Like, she's already suited up. Like, how are you, how do you know how to put the armor on? You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, and we don't see, like, how she comes to that decision. Like, in the original, they kind of back it up a bit. And you can see her processing and thinking. Yeah. And this movie's just so rushed. And it doesn't do that. Yeah. Like, that was such a staple to Mulan and, you know really showcasing her relationship with her father and you know it was it's such a genuine scene yeah and you don't get that same feeling with the live action one yeah what did you think about the witch oh my goodness i think the witch was a waste of a character really entirely i don't think they needed a witch because they took the the villain of Sean Yu mm-hmm. and they essentially turned him into Bori Khan and then they added a witch. I don't really know why because the way they kind of have it set up, it's a little confusing because while Bori Khan and the witch have their own, like they're like, they're fighting for the same target, but they have their own different motives. And the witch isn't, we know we have a background of Sean Yu and we kind of understand Bori Khan very easily. And like, it's really easy to develop his character. He wants revenge. Exactly. But with the witch, like it's, it's throwing in a whole new element to the story that for one, doesn't really make sense. Or like the, what I'm getting from the witch is the entire purpose is really to like reflect what Mulan could have become. She's supposed to be a foil to Mulan. And, like, I picked up on that. but Because they, they didn't spell it out it. to you. Yeah, that's the thing. They, if they you make have it to tell so me obvious. who the foil is, then I don't... And it's kind of like... It's not even like... The thing is, the reason why I find the witch just a waste of a character is because they don't even flesh out her character, you know? Like, we don't know anything about her past. We don't know how how can she turn into a bird? Can Mulan turn into a bird now? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, like, that's the idea of them not fleshing out chi not fleshing out the witch they're introducing so many different elements that they're not fully diving into and giving introspective perspective on because well i don't know why why they're even adding these things and not explaining them and that's why that's why it's leaving the movie very service level for me because they're not you know getting deep enough my problem i think is just these films they keep 
And I know people get mad because they're like, okay, well, you got mad when it was exactly the same, and then you got mad when they changed it. So, like, what's the problem? No, you but, need to change it properly. Yeah, because the thing is, in this film, they're changing things, but they're like, oh, but, like, we're still going to reference the original Mulan. And yeah. it's like, okay, but you you have to pick one. You can't... Do you know both. what I mean? And you know, they have one foot in, in one lake and one in the other. That's not the same. <laughs> Pond. Pond. You're close. Okay. <laughs> A body of water. Because I think the witch, she looks great. And I think she's a really, she's probably one of my favorite elements from the movie. But that's not saying much because like, I'm not gonna, like, I think they had a really good idea with her and a really good seed of an idea. And if they had just made her the villain, maybe, or if they had just developed her more, like you were saying. Um, And yeah, they could have really done something creative and having her be a foil is like, this is what Mulan could have been. Yeah. Or maybe show more, like, why aren't women allowed to, like, we're supposed to understand, like, women just aren't allowed to fight. Yeah. But why aren't women allowed to show chi? Is that, like, they don't really explain it. They don't What I'm, like, assuming is that, like, maybe women just don't get chi. Like, they're literally not born with chi. Mm -hmm. So a woman who is born with chi is kind of like, oh, my gosh, she's a witch. Like, that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm assuming. Because then, you know, I don't know. I can't, I like to assume that they would say that other women have chi. Yeah. If that existed. But, But that's, see, that's the thing. They're not. Getting deep into it enough. Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah. You thought Elsa's powers were confusing? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, for Mulan (laughs) too? Yeah, okay, so then let's kind of talk a bit about the other characters that pop up in this. So, one of the most, you know, heartbreaking things that we heard about the live action was that they'd be getting rid of Shang. Mm -hmm. But... Never fear, they gave us two Shangs. They literally took Shang, split him into two characters, and with that, we got the general and we got Hongwei, who I thought was Ling the entire time. <laughs> the thing is, why? Like, okay, I get it. They wanted, they didn't want to make, so apparently they, they introduced the character of Hongwei because they didn't want... Mulan's love interest to be her superior, to be her general, because I guess that's taboo or whatever. Anyway, for whatever reason, they did that, which is fine. But like, my thing is, why even give her love interest? The love interest is pointless in this film. Why? When you could have spent that time to develop. It's not. It didn't. Was even fleshed out. He wasn't at all. And he just took away from Ling Yao and Chan Po. Yeah. And cricket. And. Cricket was so cool. Yeah, they made Cricket a person. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I kind of like Hong Also, there were two generals. So we kind of split Shang into like three characters. <laughs> well, there was a commander and a general, I guess. Yeah. But I think like the general is like, or is it the commander? No, the, the, it's the general that's the, the gen- that's, that's the, that's the important one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of it. I I really like Hong Wee, though. Yeah. He's just, like, really calming to have on the stage or on the screen. He has a nice smile. Yeah. And just, that makes me feel better because Hua Jun was not making me feel very comfortable. He's from New Zealand. Her chi was showing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We were like watching it and then he's like, Lois sold. And we're like, wait. 
why does this man in like 500s like China have a New Zealand accent? He's like, hey, Ancient I believe China. in Huang Mulan. I believe in her. Oh my god. Let him fight. Brayden has been doing this all weekend. Oh my gosh. Okay, and then there is Yao Ling and Champ. Well, yeah, oh. Champ Po. Po. The original is Champo. He's cooler than Champo. Okay, he's so, like it's Po now. Yeah. Okay, so Yao um <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Oh yeah, Yao is very aggressive in this film. I like him buxom. <laughs> like I think he's like on something. Just the way he's like sitting at the table and he's like, <laughs> I like him buxom. Uh, Strong, wide hips. <laughs> Ling is cute though. He's like yeah, Ling was milk. really cute. That Her was skin's good. as white as milk. And then oh, <laughs> I don't care what she looks like. I just yeah, care what, what she, she cooks like. like. Oh my gosh, that scene is so funny. So I yeah, when I saw that scene, I was kind of like, all right, well, I guess that's the that's our uh, girl worth fighting for scene. Mm-hmm. So that kind of commit. Do you want the music or not? Exactly. Like, like you can't pick one. Pick one or the other because they're taking elements from the original and watering them down. Yeah, and I think when like, they're, when they're claiming to retell an original story, and in Mulan, ninety eight. OG version. Mm-hmm. You know, Yao Ling and Champo, they all have like distinct personalities and yeah. designs, obviously, in their benefit because they're animated. Um, in this one, like, what would you like? They don't explore their personalities at all. Like, at Ling all. is like the lover and <laughs> Po likes food. And Yao, <laughs> Yao is aggressive yeah. to women. <laughs> and like, that's it. We don't really see their camaraderie at all. And then there's Cricket. Oh, yeah, Cricket. So they made Cricket a person. So that's another thing. Like, why did they even have Cricket then? Cricket didn't really do much. Because, okay, the thing is, if you've never seen the original Mulan, and you're watching this Mulan as, like, an OG film, and you see, like, would Cricket make sense? I feel like you'd be kind of like, what? Like, why is, why is he just Cricket? And, like, oh, I'm going to get so amped, honestly. But, like, you can't tell me, like... Well, you're like it's a remake of Mulan because like you're supposed to. It's like no, like it, yeah, it should stand on its own. Yeah, it should. That's where Disney is failing. Yeah, I want them to just try with one. Just try. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Please. I don't. I have no faith in the Little Mermaid. Yeah. I'm sorry. And also, why did they fake kill Cricket? Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> oh, I'm okay, guys. Like I'm just he resting. Was sleeping. <laughs> And they're playing all this sad music and everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's... No, he was fine. He was just taking five. That was not needed in the movie. Yeah. Goodness. Let's talk about um, probably one of... I was going to say one of the most controversial things about this movie, but (laughs) it's not true. Mushu is gone. The ancestors are gone. And we got the phoenix, which... I think they set it up stupidly. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Not. I feel like the phoenix is supposed to be this version's great stone dragon. Essentially, like what I get from it is that they took out 
Mushu, or I heard they were taking out Mushu, so I thought they were taking out the Mushu element, okay? Mm -hmm. Not just the character Mushu. No, the element is still there. It's just Phoenix now, Mm -hmm. which is awful because you already set up this Mushu element as an iconic, a now iconic Disney character. He is a fun dragon who is hilarious, brings half the comedy to the to the film does so much to help Mulan overall just he has his own arc in the film like you develop his character so much and now you have this bright pink flamingo looking phoenix thing that does look like a puppet to be honest it's Mm -hmm. animated really horribly and the pink doesn't match the color scheme of the movie so I don't know why it's pink either essentially is in this element this mushu element that was originally created but it doesn't do do anything it flies flies around around. her so now it's like oh so she has a mushu but she never interacts with it so now that's just kind of like why is that even here yeah it doesn't do anything like i don't know it comes behind her at one point and extends its wings but what did that do to her and this is supposed to be like the mature like adult realistic version oh my goodness and that's one of my biggest complaints about the live action remakes is that this is how they market themselves they're like this is the adult version because it's live action and i'm like i feel like mulan from 1998 is much more sophisticated than this version yeah for sure definitely definitely and yeah like i was like i was fine with them getting rid of mushu like i was like okay whatever like you know what like i don't like i'm kind of like i I think mushu's funny but i was like if you want to do something more serious and get rid of him that's fine but don't just like add in something worse because then what's the point yeah what i read is that the main reason for getting rid of mushu is that the dragon was disrespectful to the original story Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay they want to add a phoenix instead that's fine, but, but you have to, to give it its own element. Like you can't just sub it for what Mushu was, yeah. because it it's you can't do that. It's like subbing Mulan for a completely. Well, they I guess they did do that, but and and it wasn't great. So I guess just <laughs> you know the formula that they're using for this movie just isn't hitting. Yeah, you know the way it could be. Let's talk about the avalanche scene. Okay, because this is probably one of the most iconic Mulan scenes. In the original Mulan, it is set up so perfectly. Mm. They're heading off to war. They're going to meet the other troops. And, you know, they're singing A Girl Worth Fighting For. The vibe and the energy is so bright and happy and lighthearted. And they're singing and everything. And then the mood switch to the destruction of the camp just... Nothing hits you that hard. That was a cinematic masterpiece Mm -hmm. that they created with that scene. That scene, that shift deserves every award in the world. That was amazing. That was fantastic. So you go through that and then you go through, you know, Shang learning that his father is dead. And then, you know, that's another element that brings Peng and Shang together. And then... You know, not too long after that, we go into the avalanche scene or the scene where, you know, it's the Huns versus this little troop. And then you see all of the Huns start to come over the mountain. They're, you know, on their on their horses, just booming down. And there's like millions of them. There's so many of them. And, you know, they you it's a death sentence. You know, there was like 10 Mm -hmm. (laughs) of 
the other guys. And then just everything, the the action, everything that happens, and then everything up until Mulan starting the avalanche. And then the, just, oh my gosh, everything is perfect. It yeah. was just, it, it keeps you... It keeps you going. It was it was a really nicely directed scene, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that you want to see how they're going to replicate in the live action. Um, Brayden, talk a little bit about what the live action brought us. I think the scale was much smaller, and again, I'm comparing an animated film to a live action film. I just feel like yeah, they brought us this like kind of like nasty looking mountain with some white <laughs> snow on it. Bori Kong riding with like a scarf on his face and it dramatically blowing <laughs> off. And then we have, okay, so this is after Mulan's uh, reveals herself and she comes back and like fights and everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, she's a witch. And then they start cannonballing the troops and like setting them on fire and exploding them, which I guess is how they got the PG 13 rating. They're like, ooh, kids, this is spooky. Yeah, literally. And then Mulan's like, wait, I got an idea. And then she goes up to the ridge and starts shooting. And they're like, oh, enemy at the ridge. And then these idiots take Start the cannon shooting and shoot it at the oh mountain. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, we're, not, we're supposed to believe that these are, they're, they're a threat. And yet yeah. they're cannonballing the mountain like idiots. <laughs> and then, In the original Mulan, she like, you know, she goes up with her cannon. She uses her brain. She's like, oh, yes. Like, you know, I'm going to hit that peak. That's going to happen. Let's do this. It's going to get everyone wiped out. And this one? Disappointment. Yeah. Utter, utter disappointment. It just, another example of an element that they took from the original made it worse. Yeah. (laughs) It just didn't have the same feel to it. Because in this whole, um, especially at the end of the avalanche scene in the original film, you have this, like, camaraderie between them. And they're like, yeah, go, like, way way to go, Pang. And, like, Shang and Mulan really have, like, a bond there. And he's like, you know, I owe you my life. Um, and then that comes into play after. Whereas in this one, the avalanche happens. They don't know she did it. They don't know who. They just think to it was a this thing. day they don't know she did it. I don't mm. know if she ever told them. And that makes me so mad. Yeah. Because they're like off with your head, and it's like <laughs> oh, I believe Mulan too. And then everyone believes. Like I just don't. And that's the thing. Like with the end or not the end when they find out that she is a woman and they're figuring out what to do with her they let her off the hook way too easily yeah. like in the original they're literally about to chop her head off he's yeah. like he's like you know the rules and like you know just the mood everyone thinks she's about to get her head chopped off like where are the stakes there are no stakes she's yeah. even like he you no know, they're they're telling her you know like like ex- expulsion or whatever. And she's like, no, like I'd like to be executed. Like, no, be quiet, bro. Yeah. They just, they believed her way too easily. And they kind of took her. And not only that, they let her lead mm-hmm. the entire army. Like, and that's how Mulan goes. I know that, but it's just, there needs to be a little bit more pushback. You Mulan know? earned it in the original, I feel. Like she yeah. proved herself. Yeah. Um, and in this one, it just kind of like, she's very much a Mary Sue type character where I feel like she, if and she kind of just disappears and mm-hmm. then she reappears, they don't, they never saw her fight. They don't really know much of what she did. Yeah. You know, she, they probably saw her, uh, take out a couple guys on her horse, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Also, Mulan has the coolest horse, Khan, in the original, um, and somehow they managed to fuck that up too. <laughs> Black wind. 
Yeah, which apparently they changed the name of because of Borycon. Yeah, I don't know. It's just all the characters that you really grow a love and attachment to in the original. You don't have that connection with them at all Mm -hmm. in this movie. Even the main character, you know, I can't really find in a, a connection to any... Besides Hong Wee, I can't find a connection to any other character. You know, there's no one else that I want to see on screen. There's no one that I really want to follow. It's just everything... Fo- they follow the blueprint of the original film. And you can't deny that because they have the scene where they're carrying the buckets up the mountain. Yeah. And that's clearly supposed to be a stand-in for the the pole climbing scene. Yeah. And in that scene, you know, you have the music. And maybe if there's music in this movie, it'd be better. I don't know. But, you know, there's a scene of Mulan climbing the pole. And she's, like, finds out, like, how to do it, you know. and Yeah, but in this so one, epic. she just turns on her chi. Yeah. And climbs the mountain. So she cheated. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. She cheated. She cheated. <laughs> um, and even, like, they... If you want to be faithful to the source material, that is amazing, and that's great, and I'd love to see more of that. Yeah. And it's sort of the same thing they did in Beauty and the Beast, where it's like, oh, we're going to be, like, faithful to the source material, but also faithful to the Disney version. And it's like, you can't have both. No. Because then you're putting in plot elements that, like, don't make sense, or you're taking away. For example, this is my small Beauty and the Beast rant for this episode, but the fact that the rose... The symbolin the sim- the symbol- symbolism the symbolism of the, of the rose in the original story is Belle's father goes on a journey to the market or whatever. She asks him to bring back a rose. He picks the rose, and that's what gets him imprisoned. Right? Yeah. So like that's the symbolism of the whole rose. And then Disney was like, you know what? We're gonna take this rose and make it like an enchanted rose, like a ticking like clock kind of thing. So then that's the whole thing with the rose. But then in Beauty and the Beast, like twenty seventeen, they're like, we're gonna do both. And then it's like, okay, but then you split the symbolism. Two different into- elements. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's what this movie does. Yeah. It does it very well. Yeah. Honestly. It's like you have to choose one because I would love to see you're taking, you have an opportunity to take these stories and do something different with them. Like Maleficent, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's like an amazing, like stellar piece of art film, but I enjoy it because they do something different with it. Um, and it's still true to the original movie. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with Maleficent is that they changed so much. They told it from a different perspective. They added so many different elements. They added character um, developments that weren't in the original. But no matter what, it was still true to the original movie. It still could be canon mm-hmm. if it was claimed to do so because they everything that they did have from the original movie stayed the same. And they didn't explore it as or they didn't like really dive that much into those elements anyways because they were exploring their own plot Mm -hmm. you know it's like that's what mulan should have done and the thing is i don't know who is at fault i don't know if it's the writers i don't know if it's the director because i've seen her direct some amazing things before and it's just it's very disappointing because the bulk of disney's upcoming slate are these live action films and retellings and like you have the opportunity to make something good if you put the time and effort into it, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I thought Mulan was going to be. I thought they were actually going to have something, like, new and unique and not cookie-cutter commercialist. But here we are. Again, if you like this movie, like... (laughs) You're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, I think the goal is to like things, you know, like... Yeah, I like, I, I went it. into this movie with the highest expectations. I wanted to love it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to come out just, like, 
completely enamored with it, ready to watch it again. But unfortunately, it just didn't hit the way I was hoping it would. Yeah. And we've also watched it, like, twice. Both of us watched it twice. So, because um, sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe first viewing, you kind of need that second viewing to, yeah. to get it. And that helps sometimes. But for this one, it really didn't. Didn't do much. I didn't enjoy it the second time. Yeah. yeah. There are <laughs> yeah. some things that, like, kind of stood out that I could see what they were doing. But nothing was really... Um, realized to its full potential. Something I thought that was really interesting, though, is that Mulan actually kills Bori Khan in this version, yeah. which a Disney princess has never killed a person before. Well, she sort of kills Sean Yu, like, but I guess not like Like, directly. not directly, though, you know? Yeah. It's a bit different. Yeah, but she, like, she, like, sticks an arrow through him. Yeah, she literally just married us that to him, yeah. <laughs> you know? I thought that was just kind of interesting to see. Which would have been really interesting if they had stuck to a more gritty, realistic yeah, type film. But then you have them being like, oh, wait, we're Disney. Like, Disney princess that shit. And then I'm I'm sure they're developing... Oh, no, they are developing a sequel. And you could tell at the end because, you know, he's like, Mulan, the emperor asks you to reconsider your offer. So... I'm not watching it. <laughs> I mean... De- <laughs> If they if they do like a brand new thing, like maybe it will be better because they have some like they'll have to develop their own story. They need to change the actress too. <laughs> they probably will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely want to hear your thoughts though, especially if they're positive thoughts, because I really want to hear like <laughs> like what, what you, you what you enjoyed. You yeah. know, I want to find the beauty in it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we're we're missing out mm-hmm. on some really good things because. Just the overarching picture wasn't what we expected, but anything positive, yeah, throw it out there. Yeah. And what would you rate this, Sakura? I would give this movie a generous 6 out of 10. Generous. Generous, generous. I'd give it a 5. A 5. I think I'm not going to say, like, it was horrible, I hated it, it's worthless, but I'm not going to say, like, let's watch it, you know? Yeah, if I look at it as a movie where it's completely independent, like I've never seen the original Mulan, I wouldn't say that it was bad. I would, it's a watchable movie, not Mm -hmm. something I'd probably watch all the time, but it's fine, you know, it's not a bad movie. But just in comparison to the previous knowledge that we have from the original Mulan, like it's just, it's not cutting it. Mm -hmm. It's not, I'm sorry. And I can't even dissociate it because it's not, like, an excellent movie. Where would you rank it amongst the Disney live-action films? On the lower end of the spectrum, yeah. for sure. But probably somewhere between Alice in Wonderland and Dumbo. I, have a, I still haven't seen Dumbo, but I kind of have this assumption that I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Um. So with that in mind, it's... It's better, definitely better than (laughs) this really bad vision for Dumbo that I'm assuming, (laughs) but still not that great. You know, I, I like Alice in Wonderland. I don't think it's, I don't think it's great, but I like it. Well, I think for something like that, there's something, you know, if you can watch a movie and get something, um, unique out of it that you can't get from the original, then it's like, I can see it. Like Alice in Wonderland the original versus the 2010 remake they're very different films um and it's kind of you know you can watch them when you're in different moods like depending on what you're looking you'll get something different yeah and um 
there, there's some like films like that, like, you know, different scenes, different things they add. But if you're like, do you want to watch Mulan? I'm going to assume you mean the original Mulan. I'm not going to be like, oh, like which one? You know, like, Yeah, exactly. It's not and that debate. goes for all live actions. Yeah. I don't think there's one that I would be like, oh, should we watch the live action version? Yeah, it's always a, the animated always wins. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Maybe Maleficent, actually. <laughs> okay, guys. So that's it for our take on Mulan. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did talking about it or lack thereof. We seem kind of angry today. <laughs> um, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Spill and Tea Podcast. Um, and if you want to share your thoughts about today's episode or Mulan, you know, if you want to try to argue with us politely, of course, mm-hmm. um, you can shoot us an email at spillindustypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. We'll probably, you know, read it out. Yeah. Be sure to rate us uh, and leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. And, <laughs> and share this with your friends. So, you know, if you want to, if you learn something new, if you think someone would enjoy this, definitely send it to them. Uh, where can they reach you? They can reach me at Sakura MJ on Instagram. And you can reach me at Braden Rosman on Instagram. Anyways, thanks guys so much for tuning in. We love doing this and honestly, we would be nothing without you all. Yeah, and we've 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 gotten the um uh, the privilege of you know connecting with some other fellow Disney podcasters. Yes. Um, and that's been a lot of fun. So if you guys are listening, hey, we really appreciate your support. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcast i want to try to like get through as many as i can mm-hmm. and i'm loving what i'm hearing there's so, so much good disney content out there for yeah. anyone listening so yeah definitely if you're <laughs> if you're a a fan of what you're hearing and you don't really listen to any other disney podcasts um definitely check out some other ones we'll mm-hmm. uh we'll be we'll be sharing some there's so many different types of disney podcasts guys you have no idea so many different niches which is yeah, so cool it's awesome we're just kind of like the degenerate uh <laughs> <laughs> spill in the tea. Yeah. Literally. We don't hold back. No. We're we're kinda like fireside chats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, until next time, play us out, Zach. <laughs>